3: Hey, good evening everybody. Um, First and foremost, thank you for your patience as uh, we get everybody in here, and thank you for your attendance today. My name is Mark Lawrence. I'm a Strategic Communications Specialist with the United States Postal Service. Thank you for being here for our public input meeting regarding the Postal Service's Buffalo Processing and Distribution Center, or PNDC. The purpose of the meeting today is to provide the initial findings of a network investment modernization review Of the Buffalo facility which was initiated in January and is currently underway a note on how today's meeting will proceed Um, today's meeting will be recorded we will offer a brief presentation of the initial investment modernization review findings and then open up for public comments following the presentation attendees will have the opportunity to provide oral comments Comments should be no longer than two minutes. This is an opportunity to provide oral feedback. These comments will be compiled and considered along with written feedback as the review is completed. Since we were late getting uh, you ladies and gentlemen in this evening, uh, we are going to extend this to 8.20 tonight. We do have a two hour uh, maximum here, so as we started, um, we will conclude about 8 8:25. 8-25. Um, with that said, I will now hand it over to my colleague Rhonda Benton, Executive Plant Manager.
4: Thank you. Hello everyone, my name is Rhonda Benton. I am the Executive Plant Manager of the Buffalo Processing and Distribution Center. First and foremost, I want to say thank you for the show of support for the Buffalo PNDC. Um, It's heartwarming to see so many come out on our behalf. So I was briefed today on some of the initial plans regarding the uh, review for the Buffalo PNDC. And I'd like to present with you that presentation that I was given. So it will be given to you exactly as it was given to me. Uh, Again, I'd like to state this is an ongoing review Um, There will be um, Additional time for input and comments as my colleagues said and As I was briefed today Once plans are either finalized to go forward or not go forward um, I will have an opportunity along with my staff to also give input So with that, um, I'd like to give the presentation So as you all know as part of a $40 billion investment strategy to upgrade and improve processing, transportation, delivery networks, and employee experiences across the country. The Postal Service has selected the Buffalo PNDC, one of many candidate facilities across the country for review of its current operations and potential future uses that may lead to overall modernization and enhancement initiatives at the facility. This specific facility review will inform the best allocation of resources and strategies to improve customer service and to achieve significant cost savings through operational efficiency, operational precision, and modernization. It is important to note that the business mail entry, post office, Station and branch retail services are not expected to change and delivery services will be unaffected because of this review. This modernization evaluation is a first step in the postal service review and investment process in this facility. I also want to emphasize that this review will not result in the facility's closure or career employee layoffs. Now, before we dive into the mail processing facility review, here at the Buffalo PNDC, I'd like to make a few comments on the Postal Service's 10-year Delivering for America plan for modernizing our nation's aging postal network. The USPS 10-year Delivering for America plan includes initiatives to improve organizational and operational processes and actively make the Postal Service an efficient, high-performing, world-class logistics and delivery provider. Improvements to postal operations will enhance the level of service provided to the public, drive innovation, and enable a broader array of postal products and services, enhance organizational competitiveness, improve efficiency, and lower costs to operate, and provide better workplaces and careers for postal service employees. The diagram here shows our future postal network model from end to end, and this is the future. And this is as uh, as established under the Delivering for America plan. As depicted in this graphic, it's a streamlined flow of mail and packages in a logical and integrated manner. The model includes new types of facilities that we will cover on the next slide. Our Delivering for America plan and the evaluation of our existing operations and facilities is all about investing in the nation's aging and outmoded postal network. Since Delivering for America launched, we have committed nearly $15.3 billion of the plan's $40 billion, which is a self-funded investment budget that will create this new network. We will make all these changes while maintaining the high service standards we implemented in the plan's first two years. We will continue to meet our mission of delivering six and sometimes seven days a week to nearly 165 million addresses, all while making the necessary middle mile improvements so we will deliver service excellence in the future. This ongoing review was initiated to evaluate what role the Buffalo PNDC will take in the redesigned Postal Network, so let's take a look. The chart here shows the four primary types of facilities that will comprise the modernized Postal Network under the Delivering for America Plan. Sixty national, regional processing and distribution centers across the country will be supported Looks like we lost our mic for a minute. Got it back. Well, 60 national, regional processing and distribution centers across the country will be supported by a Okay, all right. Need to take one of those. Mm, Perhaps maybe I'll go grab one. Let's see. Are we working again? Well, before we get started, we're going to grab another mic that we hope stays green. good again okay 60 national regional processing and distribution centers across the country will be supported by a streamlined constellation of local processing centers sorting and delivery centers and delivery units to more effectively and efficiently move mail and packages across the nation the Buffalo PNDC network investment modernization review was initiated in January to evaluate what role the facility will take in the redesign postal network and to assess potentially moving some of the mail processing operations from the Buffalo PNDC to the Rochester PNDC. The data that they pulled was from October. And again, this is an ongoing review. So for those of you who are from the postal service, you do understand what happens in October. We start hiring additional employees for our peak processing, or the month of December. So those numbers were elevated in October, so they will be continuing to evaluate where we are currently with our um, entire process. So transferring some mail processing operations to the Rochester PNDC will mean that a significant percentage of the mail collected locally will travel across the wider USPS transportation and processing network over significant distances to reach their final destination in an efficient manner. Mail and packages destined for outside the local area may receive better service and be more cost effectively distributed by aggregating it with mail and packages from other areas going to the same places that will likewise utilize the wider postal network and be transported significant distances from where the mail originated. That's a lot. But technically, all they're saying is the mail that is in Buffalo that they're looking to move potentially will go to Rochester, where it will be consolidated with the mail from Rochester. So they're evaluating what are those volumes? Have those volumes decreased to the point that it makes more sense? to have it aggregated in one site which is what we currently do on the weekends. So they're actually looking to see can we do this six days a week. Before we dive into the details, I want to make two points very clear. Based on the initial facility review, the facility is not closing. It may be repositioned as a local processing center. There will be no career layoffs as part of this initiative. To start, let's talk about local processing centers or LPCs. LPCs are an essential component of our new network. LPCs, like Buffalo, will connect RPDCs and SNDCs to delivery operations with the primary mission of sorting letter and flat mail to carrier route or delivery walk sequence and serving as a transfer center to aggregate product on its way to delivery. The Buffalo LPC is set to play a crucial role in the efficient movement of mail and packages within the regional processing and transportation system. It will greatly benefit from the Postal Service's planned services aimed at boosting revenue and strengthening its presence in the community. This facility Will provide enhanced package processing and distribution capabilities in the local market as well as improved amenities for USPS employees the enhancements made to this facility will lead to investments of up to 17 million dollars dedicated to modernization efforts and addressing mm-hmm. deferred maintenance needs we'll get into the details of these investments on the next slide but first Let's talk about the benefits of an LPC. Creating the LPC operation as a separate and distinct functional unit from the network RPDC function will allow the postal service to standardize operations across regions and provide specific management focus on local letter and flat operations. But what I should add is, and package operations. The concept leverages the existing investment in people, equipment, and buildings while allowing a transformation in the regional mail flow that captures significant operational and logistics savings. It is anticipated that LPCs, once modernized, will maintain the following destinating operations once converted to the LPC. They will process destinating packages, They will process destinating letters and flats. They will process destinating bundles, manual letters and flats, express mail, and of course the business mail entry unit. Additionally, at this point, the business case supports transferring transferring mail processing, outgoing operations to the Rochester PNDC. Currently, a majority of mail and packages are destined outside of the Buffalo area to the rest of the world. Our outgoing pa- packages currently are processed at the Rochester LNDC. So now let's talk about how the Postal Service is going to invest up to 17 million dollars to modernize and improve the Buffalo LPC if the review moves forward. First, I'd like to highlight some investments that will be made to the facilities. On the workroom floor, lighting will be upgraded with LEDs. Flooring will be repaired and refinished, impediments to open process flow will be removed, and dock areas will be significantly rehabilitated. Employee amenities will be refreshed with renovation to restrooms, lockers and break areas. Parking lots will be repaired and renovated in preparation of both next generation delivery vehicles, or NGDVs, as well as battery electric vehicles, BEVs. Where BEVs will be deployed, we will be upgrading and developing the electrical infrastructure necessary to power the rollout of BEVs into our delivery fleet. The LPC will also be fitted with state-of-the-art sorting equipment that will improve delivery services. New mail and processing equipment investments totaling $9 million will be made to locate one flex rover sorter, one high-speed tray sorter, and two single induction parcel sorters into the facility. Overall, we plan to operate the following sorting equipment in this facility, and some of this equipment is currently in the facility. 13 delivery barcode sorters, one delivery barcode sorter input-output subsystem, two automated flat sorting machines, four robotic containerization system machines, one high-speed trace sorter, one low-cost re- reject encoding machine, two single induction package sorter machines, and again, one flex rover, and as noted, Three of those are new pieces of equipment. The consolidation of plant operations will allow the Buffalo LPC to be co-located with a sorting and delivery center. These new facilities are comprised of repurposed facilities and will provide faster and more reliable mail and package delivery over a greater geographic area. So for those of you who are not postal, That means integrating some of the carrier units, which we currently have one in our facility, bringing additional carrier units into the Buffalo PNDC, which at that point, if we move forward, will be an LPC, to allow for the mail that's sorted in Buffalo to be taken right over to that carrier unit uh, without transporting it out of the building until the carrier touches it. SNDCs will be fitted with new package sorting equipment and enable customer service and local commerce opportunities for same day or next day delivery. They will also have renovated bathrooms and break rooms for Postal Service employees. In addition, SNDCs will have the infrastructure needed to support the deployment of the Postal Service's new electric delivery trucks and the charging stations needed to power them. Replacing the postal service's more than 30-year-old vehicles will allow the organization to significantly reduce carbon emissions, increase safety and reliability, and provide more comfortable delivery vehicles to letter carriers. The SNDC that will be co-located with the Buffalo LPC will have 125 delivery routes that are eligible to be serviced by BEVs. Based on the average deployment numbers at SNDCs, New vehicle investment in BEVs is around $5 million per site. SNDCs will feature evolving USPS self-service tools and technology to give customers added services and new choices in how they ship and receive packages. Secure lobby access, biometric fingerprinting services, smart lockers, mobile app with self-service stations, rapid drop-off stations, and large parcel drums. The Postal Service plans to invest between 25 million million and and 35 million dollars into the Buffalo LPC for modernization, deferred maintenance, and new ma- vehicle infrastructure. As we prepare the facility to serve as an important contributor to operations in today's economy and far into the future, While we undergo this process, retail and other services currently available will remain unchanged. A local postmark will continue to be available at retail locations in the community. We do not anticipate any changes to residential and business time of delivery. Business mail entry. (laughs) Very good, very good, I'll take it, I'll take it. (laughs) Um, Business mail entry, post office, station and branch retail services will remain unchanged. Delivery services are expected to remain unchanged in most cases. Establishing the Buffalo facility as a local processing center will provide some cost savings to the postal service. We currently estimate savings between $2.5 million and $3.3 million annually once the initiative is completed, if we move forward. I want to be very clear, there will be no career layoffs as part of this initiative. Due to the transfer of outgoing operations, an estimated number of career positions that may be reassigned from Buffalo is 31 craft and 5 management. Due to the offset of staffing needed at the transfer to site, which would be Rochester, we calculate a net decrease of 18 craft and three management positions between the facilities involved if the initiative is approved and implemented. Additionally, all bargaining unit, uh, bargaining employee reassignments will be made in accordance with the respective collective bargaining agreements. And if you recall, when I started this, I mentioned they started this in January. This review, the data they pulled was from October. In October, we're right in the throes of hiring for our peak. So these numbers are fluctuating even daily as we attrit employees through retirement or resignations. So the numbers as we see them may not be the same if they decide to move forward. The Postal Service has made a commitment to ensuring there's a clear path for our pre-career employees to obtain full-time positions, as evidenced by our newly negotiated contract provisions and making automatic conversions to stabilize our workforce. This has culminated in 165,798 pre-career employees being converted to career over the past three years. Our pre-career workforce is a valuable employee category that provides us necessary operational flexibility leading to efficiencies. Like all employers who have flexible employee category, there is a high turnover rate with these employees, providing us the opportunity to both capture savings by right-sizing our workforce when making long overdue operational changes and avoiding any career layoffs. So what are our next steps? The findings we have shared here are preliminary findings. No decision has been made yet. And as you heard me say not too long ago, the initial findings, they pulled data from October. So this is a process that is still in flux. As we continue to move through the investment modernization process, we will carefully review and consider all public comments from the local community Prior to a final decision. The public will have an additional 15 days after this meeting to submit written comments. Once we have reviewed public comment, we will conclude the facility review and communicate the final decision. We will keep all postal employees, the local community, and additional stakeholders informed of our final decision as soon as it is reached. We will hold stand-up talks for our employees And communicate to the public as appropriate. Once the final decision is reached we will begin to make the appropriate updates to the Buffalo facility in service of our Delivering for America plan. Before we get into questions I want to address some of the misinformation and disinformation that has continued to spread about what we are doing here in Buffalo and throughout the country. By laying out the facts we hope that we can clear up any misconceptions you may have been told before you have an opportunity to ask questions. To start, it is absolute fiction that we are closing this facility and laying off career employees. The fact is that we plan to modernize and invest in the Buffalo LPC Well the truth is, we really want to get these mics working because if they don't work, we won't be able to hear your comments, so bear with us because we want to be able to get your comments.
5: <laughs> okay. Okay.
4: Okay, let's try this one more time testing can you hear me okay all right let's get this going again to start it's absolute fiction that we are closing this facility and laying off career employees the fact is we plan to modernize and invest in the Buffalo LPC to ensure it can better serve our customers and employees long into the future I also want to reiterate again that all career employees will be able to keep their jobs The next mistruth I want to address is that our network modernization initiative will slow down the mail, and that moving some mail to operations to another facility will slow down local mail that is originating and destined to the Buffalo area. Local mail meaning mail originating and destinating to the same PNDC, or the mail you put in the blue box. While this type of mail would travel first to the Rochester PNDC to be processed before returning to the LPC, it's important to know that local mail has a two-day service standard and this mail will continue to be processed and delivered in two days. In fact, these changes will make our process more efficient and dependable because most mail does not stay in the local area but is destined for other regions. Moreover, processing of local mail and packages at the Rochester PNDC allows for the aggregation of mail piece that further that enables fuller trays after sortation and reduces the overall number of trays being sent to downstream facilities across the country. Higher density trays, containers and trucks, along with fewer origin hubs will increase our transportation efficiency and lower our carbon footprint. We know that there is also disinformation surrounding how this process will impact election mail. Here are the facts. This network modernization initiative will result in improved service performance for years to come for our customers, including election officials and voters. We are still in the early implementation stage of our network modernization efforts. The changes will have no bearing on the Postal Service's commitment to fulfilling its role in the electoral process and in delivering timing consistent with our service standards. Finally, it is false that the Postal Service will no longer use a local postmark in Buffalo. Customers will still be able to obtain local postmarks at retail post offices. With that, I will turn it back over to Mark.
3: This concludes our presentation. As part, of the re- As part of the review process, we are soliciting public comment, both written and oral from the local community. Written comments may be submitted at the web link previously provided or by scanning the QR code on the screen. All comments, all comments must be received by March 13, 2024. Please, please bear with us while we conquer the microphone issue right now. Um, that way we can all hear you. Um, thank you. Hello. We would. We will now. Uh... <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you. Written comments may be submitted at the web link previously provided or once again by scanning the QR code up on the screen. All comments must be received by March 13, 2024. We will now open it up for oral comments. We ask that any attendee who also like to make a comment, please limit their comments to two minutes. If you would like to make a comment, please come forward to the podium in the center and provide your comment. These these comments will be compiled and considered along with written feedback as the facility review is completed. With that, we will open it up for comments and questions.
5: Oh,
6: right
1: oh. I, I heard you're going to Baltimore. I
6: am. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Okay. Oh, yes, you can
1: provide the copy. going to
6: miss everybody, but okay. I'll
1: be, I'll be careful. Oh, Put it in
7: if you want to, or you can hold it.
1: Yes, sir. Hey, don't get him Very I'm Philip Gow. I'm the field director for Congressman Nick Langworthy, who represents Western New York in the Southern Tier. The congressman, <laughs> the congressman is presently en route to Washington, D.C., and asks that I attend this meeting to present a letter addressed to the Postmaster General. Whoa. Dear Postmaster General DeJoy, I am writing on behalf of New York's 23rd District and my constituents in Western New York to express serious concerns with the proposed transfer of mail operations from the Buffalo Processing and Distribution Center, to, specifically to the Northwest Rochester Processing and Distribution Center. I appreciate the opportunity to have discussed my concerns with representatives of the United States Postal Service during our meeting on January 19th, 2024. However, despite assurances made verbally and in a follow up letter dated on February 14, 2024, my constituents remain deeply concerned about the potential job losses and service delays that may result from the proposed operational changes. The Buffalo PNDC employs 700 workers, contributing not only to their livelihoods, but also to the economic well-being of our community. While you assured my office that there will be no career employee layoffs and that any workforce changes or moves will be made in accordance with collective bargaining agreements, you also acknowledged that there may be a reduction in overall positions as some operations leave the facility. Specifically, you could not guarantee the job security of pre-career employees who are currently employed at PNDC. You also could not guarantee that all current employees at the Buffalo PNDC would remain at this location under the proposed operational changes. Any potential disruption in employment threatens the livelihoods of these employees, their ability to provide for their families, and the economic prosperity of communities here in western New York. Additionally, we are skeptical of the insistence of the USPS that these operational changes will improve on-time delivery rates and reduce delivery times. Timely and reliable mail services are critical for local businesses and residents who depend on efficient postal operations. This proposed shift, where mail sent from and delivered to Buffalo must transit through the Northwest Rochester Processing and Distribution Center, opens the door for a number of potential delays. Combine this roundabout process for delivering local mail with the frequent and extreme weather events encountered in Western New York, and these operational changes could lead to serious delays and difficulty in one-time delivery. Our goal is to work collaboratively and find solutions that protect jobs and ensure the efficient, on-time delivery of mail. In light of concerns voiced by the constituents across Western New York, I therefore request that the USPS reconsider the proposed operational changes to the Buffalo P&DC. Sincerely, Casey yeah. yeah. One.
8: Good evening. My name is Robert Bridenstine, and I'm here under the um, direction of the great town of West Seneca, which unanimously passed a resolution last evening on behalf of our 40,000 plus residents of the town of West Seneca urging the United States Postal Service to not move forward with this proposed action. (laughs) I would like to read into the record our resolution last evening. Whereas the services of the US Postal Service are essential to the operations of businesses and residents of the town of West Seneca, and whereas the William Street facility has long been pivotal to those in the town due to its location, services provided, and extended hours of operation, and whereas that office has employed town residents and whereas the US Postal Service has now determined that the operation should be terminated or altered in some form and that Buffalo Mail should be transferred 77 miles east to Rochester for processing only to return to Buffalo without any delays. Whereas such reversal shall increase delays in processing the mail to the detriment of residences and businesses in the town potentially resulting in additional costs to those residents and businesses and whereas those costs could impose late fees and other charges and force senior citizens on fixed incomes to make payments when funds have not yet been received. Now, therefore, it be resolved that the town board of the town of West Seneca and its 40,000 residents hereby urges that our federal, state, and other local municipal effect elected officials take such steps as may be necessary to prevent the proposed move, and be it further resolved that we stand in strong opposition to this action and encourage the postmaster to not take this action. Yeah! And I will close with these words as expressed in the presentation. May, could anticipate, don't anticipate, could impact, doesn't plan on impacting. Those are strong indications that this plan is way too premature, unnecessary, and not good public policy.
9: minute time frame. Thank you. Well, well, I I have, I have um, about two minutes for you and um, kind of a bottom line question. If you have 700 employees that currently work in East Buffalo at the William Street plant and you are doing a move to consolidate where you just showed a video where you even automate more things within the post office itself. What is your five-year projection for how many employees that will then be at the William Street post office? Is it 500? Is it 600? You have a projected number of how many people that you will then employ within five years, 10 years at that facility. So I think we kind of need to level with the people and say how many jobs at the end of the day will be at the William Street facility. Furthermore, when we say that no jobs will be lost, I am a registered nurse and a member of um, CWA 1168. And any time when we talk about consolidating um, facilities, whether it's hospitals or whether it's post offices, that puts the worker in a position to have to bid out based on seniority on their position. So it's not true that every postal worker that works at the William Street office will remain in Buffalo. People have families here. People have commitments here. And instead of talking about we we will um, follow the language of the union contract, cut to the chase and tell the public that people will then have to rebid for their jobs again and you will keep your position based on seniority and you may be actually moved out of your position based on this move. So, we would like to ask our postal service to keep the facility in Buffalo do not consolidate the services where you're taking services from the second largest city in the state of New York. It makes no sense. You're working backwards. I also want to know, lastly, to wrap this up, I want to know how many executive positions were targeted nationally where you then move to consolidate yourselves. Where you then move to consolidate executive positions by eliminating your um, executives, um, administrative secretaries and things like that. You didn't do that. When we talk about uh, automation, we always go from the bottom up. We always eliminate the working class, the middle class people first. Level with my community about what's happening here today. We're not having it. We're standing in solidarity. And it's not happening, our post office is staying where it is. Thank you.
10: Hello there, good evening. Hi there, I am Matt Kent. I am a City of Buffalo resident, a neighbor and friend to many here. Uh, I hope the Postal Service will continue to be a good neighbor and friend and a a prosperous employer for uh, the many hundreds of workers and their families who depend on them. What we need to be clear about is what we are discussing today is taking the service out of our public postal service. We heard a lot of fact or fiction presented up on that board and I'm just going to remind us of a couple of the facts and the fictions we were presented. One. There won't be layoffs, there won't be career employee layoffs, we have many, uh, this is an office space buzzword, pre-career workforce, these are human beings who work and punch the clock just like the rest of us, who are taxpayers, family supporting residents here in Buffalo, New York, whose livelihoods are in jeopardy and we need it and we owe it to them not to pretend that there's not going to be cuts when cuts are being proposed. And if we're going to discuss that whether or not we are slowing the mail, we must remember this is not the first step along the way. We have cut mail service standards many times over. Does anyone remember overnight mail service? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But don't worry, we will get the mail to you in a two-day standard from this side of the street to that side of the street, and it probably won't even be sent to Rochester. Probably. Maybe. And certainly, the election mail won't be impacted. Uh, why, take the, the nicely written language from USPS HQ. Certainly don't just Google the phrase election mail and see if the top news stories are One day ago, following USPS failures, Richmond General Register discourages mail-in voting. Three days ago, in the Houston Chronicle, USPS mail delay... Folks, I would hate to be a delay. (laughs) (laughs) USPS mail delays are a concern for election election officials in Houston area. Let us remember that we are not even three years out from a direly necessary uh, mail-in election amidst a global pandemic where one million Americans dies.
3: Uh,
10: I do respect you attendees, thank you. Thank you for being here, stay strong. Stay strong, Buffalo!
11: Hello, my name is Michelle. Um, I am an employee with the U.S. Postal Service. Um, I'm also a very concerned citizen. Um, I'm going to make it quick before I get cut off, because you guys are rude. Um, I want to touch on when you guys said that you were going to keep employees and the public made aware. Um, I'm currently holding what you guys have posted online for the initial findings document where it says that it would be a decrease of 18 craft and five management positions But you guys have changed that to 31 craft employees and five managements without making us aware of this change It's very disrespectful. Nobody from H, like headquarters has been very transparent with us So my question to you guys is how are you going to make this more transparent for us? There is, we're all panicking about losing our jobs and nobody seems to have an answer for us. So take that as you will, but that's what it seems like.
12: Good evening, my name is Lauren Brady. I am a businesswoman with my husband over here and we have some concerns as well. Um, We are here supporting our local mail carrier. Shout out to Stacy, she's here. And we believe that William Street is pivotal to our business receiving supplies on time, which helps us compete with businesses like Amazon that have a two-day delivery window for shipping. Not only does Rochester have the same amount of local mail they're smaller than Buffalo so you cannot say that there is any worth for bringing Buffalo's mail to Rochester we are a larger city like I said and I've been told by postal workers that the Rochester branch will have to ship in the mail and the postal workers will have to start two hours later meaning they'll have to work two hours later again I am not a mail carrier but if I had to work two hours later and not be with my family for two hours later, that would be a detriment. What about the holiday time? I know a lot of the mail carriers work extreme overtime and during the Christmas holiday season, you can work two, three, four hours and then you're not seeing your kids at all, your family, you're not cooking dinner and then when do you see your kids? When do you see your husbands, your wives? I mean, (laughs) it's, it's really ridiculous. So a couple more things, as a business owner, Rochester gets overloaded with mail. I have seen this before. I've had postal workers tell me they've seen tractor trailers in Rochester get overloaded and they're not processing any of this. Because of this, we've had to send solely with UPS. And if it's already getting overloaded with Rochester, why aren't we using the money that you're allocating to? the Rochester facility, bring it here. We're already larger, and then we can use yeah. that money yeah. to ship everything that yeah. Buffalo Thanks needs. You. Have Thank a good
5: you. night.
13: Good evening, everyone. My name is Jamie, I live in the town of Tonawanda. Um, I think, I realize that the post office is not the best right now, but it sure works better than our current Congress at this point. But it's better than what we've had in the past. I rely on the post office. If we want to save money, get rid of Louis DeJoy. You people may not be aware of this, but in 2021, he made over $305,000 a year, the most paid postal master in history. The federal government gave him a hundred and seventy thousand dollar bonus for doing what he's doing right now to Buffalo. I don't know if you're aware of this. He used to own a company called um, XP I think it was XP XPO logistics, which has a contract with the US post office. To me that sounds like a conflict of interest. So it seems it seems to me that he wants to close a lot of the post office and take, that, take the current work that we're doing now. Over. Oh, yeah. Not yeah. only that, but he was nice enough to give $1.2 million to the last administration, which bought him his position. Okay? It's online. It's, it's public information. I'm not, I'm not making this up. Okay. And then he has the gall to turn around and remove mailboxes from neighborhoods and then turn around and remove equipment that you and I paid for and put them out in a parking lot so they can rust that's sorting equipment. That's a dereliction of duties in my mind. Okay? And we all paid for that. I'm a former government employee in the banking system and I've seen a lot of slow work being done whenever we've had to move something. I don't understand why we just cannot update the current system that we have right now and keep the current employees at their facility.
14: Hi, my name is Al Roklowski and I represent 200 of the men and women at 1200 William Street as a mail handler. I just want to thank everybody for showing up today and showing them that Buffalo will not take this lying down. I also want to touch on a few things that were said in the recent um, MPFR. One of them had to do with cancellations. It says that a local postmark will be available. Well, that's pretty much not true for everybody that mails with the service. 200,000 pieces a day go through there, and most of us drop it in a collection box. Unless you physically go to the window, that mail will be cancelled in Rochester. Yes. Am I wrong on this? No. 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 Okay, I just want to make sure. So. I'm not sure if we're taking questions today. (laughs) Also, when they talk about layoffs, I've represented the last year, people that have been laid off before Christmas. These people took jobs at the post office who were looking for a career. Anybody in the last two years are not safe. So it is a little disingenuous to talk about career layoffs, non-career. Everybody came to 1200 William for a career. And I just want the public to know this. And like I said, I'm not going to take up any more time because I know there's many people speaking. But I just want to thank everybody for showing up and letting everybody here know that Buffalo will not take this.
9: Hello, my name is Kathy Bridge. I'm a retired postal worker. And I just want to say I still mail all my bills through the mail, but now when I get my bills, I used to have to write the date down that I had to mail them by. Now when I get them, I have to mail them the next day because by the time I get them and the time I mail them, they're due. So now if they're going to Rochester, the post office is almost forcing me to pay all my bills online. So if you're putting all this money into the new equipment, what good is that going to do if you're forcing us to pay all our bills
15: online? So yep. is, is that your plan all along?
16: Frank Reseteris, APW president here in Buffalo. For those, for those of you who haven't seen the actual report, uh, it's a, it was dated January 30th, 2024, Initial Findings Report, Buffalo PNDC uh, Facility Review. And it's loaded, as the previous speaker used the word disingenuous, it's loaded with a number of disingenuous words, words that are designed to mislead you. It has a number of weasel words words designed to allow someone to slip out of it later. And don't take my word for it, but if we had the time, I'd go line by line and and, and we would see. Paragraph three, for example, page one, delivery services will be unaffected throughout this review. Delivery services for all customers here, delivery services throughout the review. Well, this review is almost done. This is a, a, a step. There's one more step after this, the final review. So after the review, delivery services unaffected is out the window. Another weasel word situation. Page two, paragraph three. The business case, I emphasize the word business. Business case. Not service case, business case. The business case supports transferring mail processing, outgoing operations to Rochester. The business case. Doesn't say anything about your service. Currently, a majority of the mail and packages is destined outside of the Buffalo area to end the rest of the world. Again, the disingenuous language. This plan does not call for us keeping our advanced facer cancelers here in Buffalo. If you look at the nine sites that have already had their final reports, all, all have lost every one of their advanced facer cancelers. Advanced facer cancelers are important because when mail is collected in mailboxes over the window, it goes into the plant to the advanced face or cancel, where it gets a cancellation. But more importantly, it is segregated. And what's important for you to understand, it's segregated down to a breakdown of 140 zip codes, beginning in 140, 141, 142, 143, and 147. That's a big area. And when it's broken down, It then goes to another machine for five-digit breakdown, to a zip code, a five-digit zip code, and it goes to another machine, and and goes through a process, to a carrier walk sequencing, the way a carrier carries their mail on their route. Well, with no advanced facer cancelers, which are taken off the list, now that mail will go to Rochester to be canceled. So instead of coming in the building, be broken down, going through the machines, and then going back out of the building to 140, 141, 142, 143, and 147. That mail now will come in the building through the collection boxes and over the counter, counter at the window, stations, associate offices. It'll come in the same, but without advanced facer cancelers, it'll go to Rochester to run on that advanced facer canceler system, ship to Rochester, and then driven back through the process on additional machines in Buffalo. Now, look at the numbers. You take any two week period on the advanced facer Canceller. Take it at random, we just picked the random one today. 1.6 million pieces went through the advanced facer canceler during that uh, six day period. That's mail that was picked up, collection boxes in our area and at the stations. 1.6 million pieces. 1.1 million of those pieces go back into the community to zip codes 140, 141, 142,
5: 143, and 147. Yeah.
16: But under this plan, that mail will now go to Rochester first for processing, then come back. That 1.1 million, although they say about the rest of the world here, the, uh, most of the stuff goes to outside Buffalo and the rest of the world. of that mail that comes in our local collections throughout this whole area, 67% goes back into this area of letter mail. 67%. That 67% will be going to Rochester and then come back. Now, I I just want to make a comment. I wasn't going to say anything about the jobs, but because this is about service, that's more important than the jobs but a lot of postal workers are concerned about their jobs. So I have to make a statement about the jobs. The statement that was made by the plant manager, there'll be no layoffs. Give me a break. There's a no layoff clause in the contract. Talk about about disingenuous statements. And throughout this presentation, there's, there's one after another. But let me just give you an analogy. If you look at, Page two, postal employees, where it says uh, the number, uh, I heard 31 here tonight, but this report says 18. A a negative 18 uh, lost positions or employees in Buffalo, or not in Buffalo, lost positions. This report is entitled, this initiative. This initiative is Buffalo and Rochester together. That's the initiative. So when it says, a net of 18 jo- a loss of 18 jobs in the initiative that's buffalo rochester total so f- just follow the fuzzy math here a loss of 18 jobs in buffalo rochester is a totality correct
5: yes.
16: let's say you lose 118 jobs in buffalo but you gain 100 jobs in rochester The net is 18 jobs for the whole thing. Nowhere in the report does it say 18 jobs that we lost in Buffalo. It's the whole package. So again, the language is terrible. And in closing, I just want to say one thing. None of these people up here, and we identified two, plant manager Ron and and, uh, Mark. I don't know who this gentleman is here with a scowl on his face that's been standing up there. (laughs) But, but none of these people own the Postal Service. Postmaster General DeJoy is not one of his businesses, his multi million dollar businesses. The Postal Service is a service that is owned by the public.
5: Yes. Yes. Yes.
16: Yes. Well, business. Business. And statutes guarantee that everyone receives universal, that's the word, right. universal service. And that regardless of your socioeconomic status in life, regardless of your ethnicity, regardless of where you live, whether you live in downtown Buffalo or you live in Corfu, New York, you're all entitled to universal service. There you go. And it's not up to a postmaster general or a people in Washington to make changes that's going to slow down your service. You deserve it, and it's your right. It's not their business.
17: Good job, Frank. My name is uh, David J. Grosskoff Jr. I'm the president of the National Association of Letter Carriers. great Buffalo, Western New York. I represent over 2,000 active and retired letter carriers. I'm here tonight to support primarily the public in Western New York, the APWU Buffalo, New York local, and the National Postal Mail Handlers Union Local 309. My message tonight is everyone in this room thank you for all for allowing me to address a matter of utmost importance that directly impacts the heart and soul of our communities in Western New York. Today I stand before you compelled to shed light on a concerning plan that threatens the very fabric of the Postal Service in Western New York. We find ourselves at a crossroads where the proposed consolidation of mails, services from Buffalo, New York, to Rochester, New York, threatens the timely delivery of mail, irregardless of what the talking heads up front have said. <laughs> it disheartens me to know that these changes are being implemented without proper negotiations of review handbooks as the rules if they were arbitrary, neglecting the very essence of fairness. The repercussions of these decisions are alarming. Mail delays of one day with a spectrum of two-day delay looming over all of our heads here in Western New York, maybe even longer. This is not just about packages and letters arriving late. It's about the distribution and the disruption of all of our lives, missed opportunities, and the erosion of trust in the service that has been a lifeline for more than 230 years in Western New York. Moreover, this decision will lead to a cut in hours for local offices, and it it's not a reduction in only labor hours, but a slashing of the budgets that will inevitably lead to job losses for management. I'm not super concerned about that. Mail handlers <laughs>
18: and,
17: and some other folks, right, um, sorry. Our communities are already facing economic challenges and will withstand the worst of this as their post offices are starved of resources, leading to closures. It is disheartening to realize that the people making these decisions seem to disregard the very people that they serve. It appears as if Buffalo is an afterthought, not in my mind, a mere pawn in a a game of a chessboard with the decisions being made in district corporate offices. We are not just statistics, We are a vibrant community with families, businesses, and dreams that deserve to be considered. That calls to the point out that the decision of the Postmaster General have already given the authority to others not vested in this community. It raises concerns about our autonomy and our ability to address our local needs. Are we to surrender the fate of the Postal Service to a distant entity that may not fully comprehend its unique challenges that we face here in western New York? This initial review by the United States Postal Service leaves many specific questions unanswered. I know my sister union, the APWU Buffalo New York Local, has been diligent in asking for many of these answers to be provided to the public to no avail. We stand united and demand transparency, fairness, and a reconsideration of these ill-advised plans. I am for all of you to join hands to fight to preserve the integrity of our Postal Service in Western New York. Our communities deserve better than to be pawns in a game on a corporate chessboard. Let our voices be heard loud and clear as we fight for fairness and just resolution that must consider the impact for the people of Western New York. These people are Western New York are stating loud and clear, tell Postmaster General his plan to move Buffalo's Processing and Distribution Center is dead on arrival in Western New York. take the buffalo tndc off this list and i'm not talking about now i'm talking about permanently and i got one more i got one more thing to say to the postmaster general while you're taping this for those of you that don't know the president of the united states cannot get rid of the postmaster general only the usps board of governors can president biden has just filled the vacant two seats on that board hey! As far as Branch 3 of the NELC Western New York is concerned, we will do everything possible, humanly possible, to make sure Louis DeJoy loses his job. I'll wrap
12: it up. I'll
17: wrap it up right now. I'd like to thank the public that came out tonight, all my brothers and sisters in every union, and the public officials at every level that stood in the support of stopping the detrimental plan for Western New York. Thank you for your time. Hello.
5: Hmm.
19: Hard to follow a a speech like that, but I, all right. Better? Okay, I'm too, I'm too short. Okay, hard to follow a speech like that, but I have a question for you. Uh, Buffalo is the second largest city in the state, larger than Rochester, it has a more robust airport than Rochester does, and it's more located to the Midwest and points west than Rochester is, which is more in the middle of the state. Why did Rochester win out is the P and D C nowhere, nowhere? do I see this on any of this literature that you produce. What, how, what was the decision behind making Rochester the head dog? Can you answer that for me, please? But, but it was questions and comments. I have a question.
0: I waited line all
19: this time for nothing. Why, why did Rochester win out over Buffalo?
4: Well, as I said when I first started this, so I asked those same questions, and part of why they looked at moving the outgoing operations there is because the airplane that normally we use to send our mail out of western New York departs out of Rochester, and the uh, transportation currently all departs out of Rochester. Oh well, it couldn't have out of Buffalo. We have an airport. There's
19: Buffalo Airport, there's Niagara Falls Airport, there's lots no, of airports.
9: I mean, yeah, problem. I
19: don't understand it. It's like backwards. And they say there's an increased transportation efficiency from this plan. I don't see any efficiency in going here to come back here. I mean, it just makes no sense. Thank you for listening, and thanks for everybody else with all their great comments. Thank you.
20: Hey, good evening, uh, my name is Zeb Robson. Uh, I grew up a stone's throw from the post office on William Street on the east side of Buffalo. And today I'm proud to call myself a letter carrier for the United States Postal Service. I'd like to, I come up here to uh, vent my frustration. I'm a little bit insulted and offended, and I will share why I am. Uh, Rhonda, thank you for introducing yourself. However, I'd like to say that there's, depending on who's standing here, anywhere from seven to nine people on your side of the table, so to speak, uh, representing the Postal Service in this and we only had two of you introduce yourselves.
5: Yep, yep. I'm insulted
20: and offended by that okay? Furthermore I'd like to say that I'm insulted and offended by a couple other things Rhonda you mentioned that you just got this presentation a couple days ago and reviewed it and now you're sharing it with us But I should point out that this has been read and I can show it to you This has been posted on the Postal Service's website since January 30th and you read it verbatim With a few caveats and that also insults and offends me. For example, You said that some things may not change, some things may move around. Uh, Let's go back. You said uh, the ongoing review was initiated to evaluate what role the facility might take in the redesigned postal network This may not happen. But the report that you read, except for a few operative words, says will take in the redesign. So basically, the report that you gave to us that you said you just got two or three days ago, Again, I'm insulted and offended that they only gave it to you two days ago, when the public has had this access since January 30th. Almost yeah. for one. Also, in the report, there's a couple things that I have a, a problem with. First, you mention uh, the East Side has the NGDVs and the BEVs, and there's not going to be a whole lot of realignment. You even have slides that says there's not going to be a whole real, a whole lot of realignment. Okay, so in the East Side facility right now, there's about 60 to 80 routes, right? So why would we need 125 BEVs for a, sta- a station that only has 80 routes it to begin with? The only thing I can think of is that we're going to be consolidating a lot more network into that building, which the slides say we're, we're not going to. <coughs> Furthermore, I'm also, in- so, you, by, by the fact that you're saying we're going to spend all this money on infrastructure and dock changes and new lights and new things, those are things that have to be done anyway, guys. That's not like I yield my time. Thank you.
21: Just a quick two minutes. I'm the mother of a person that worked for the Postal Service. And she really misses it here. But she moved out to Jacksonville, Florida. But she wanted me to read this letter for all of you. And it says, hi, for those of you that don't know me, I'm Kristen Romer a former letter carrier from Central Park. I miss you guys and will always fight with you even if I can't make the trip. I may not be an active union member anymore, but you take the girl out of the post office, but you can't remove the love of the post office from the girl. I'm asked for this to be read because I am livid that the closing of the Buffalo plant is even a thought. Our customers and employees deserve better. This will be far delay the already delayed mail. This will take jobs from hardworking people. Don't believe that it won't. It's an inevitable reality. We must protect the sanctity and timely delivery of our products. This affects much more than we know the relationship between Buffalo and Canada, people's employees and employers. People's lives may literally be in balance. We deliver life-saving medication that, can you imagine not getting those on time? I can't. Our leader is simply taking joy out of a system that has worked for so long. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> we must fight back, we must all stand in unity. Our motto implies that nothing will stop the delivery of our appointed roots and man's misunderstanding and deliberate actions against that motto must be stopped. We are NALC strong and I stand with you, we are postal proud.
7: Mike Zielinski, I'm a uh, Army veteran, New York State retiree, born again Christian, I'm not gonna lie to you, I've lived all over the world, I studied physics in college, I'm probably the only person in the room that has. Solar power does not make sense in New York State, what percentage of the vehicles are going to be solar powered currently in western New York? Any idea, anybody? What percentage? Weren't some of those vehicles supposed to be electrically charged? She mentioned the charging stations. So what percentage or how much are you going to spend on that? And what's the plan for when they break down, when there's a snowstorm or something, and we don't have sun for eight days in a row? It's not going to work. So just think about that, that's all.
2: Hi, my name's Jeff, retired postal worker. Um, I'm not a real smart guy. but. I keep making this same trip over and over again. I mail myself a letter, and rather than put it in my mailbox, I drive it to Rochester. (laughs) Then I bring it back and put it in my mailbox. And I have yet to figure out how you can save I, I don't know, every time I, I'm using gas, I don't understand it. It's costing me. Frank gave the numbers for uh, this area, what's generated. How many extra trips to Rochester from the contractors are gonna get? Because extra trips cost a lot more than the, the runner, regular run.
22: Yeah.
5: Yeah
2: of course, you know, I'd like to see the study on this. I've searched the internet, haven't found it. I looked around the room, looked for the postmaster general. But I heard he's at Mar-a-Lago.
23: I'm here today as a, first of all, a former postal worker and a member of the union. Flat. So I'm here because I'm concerned. But the $17 million that was mentioned, and I hope this goes back to DC. I recognize that LOCO is not making this decision. So make sure they get this. Seems like the $17 million or however much improvements is a bribe, not an improvement because bathrooms should be updated. LED lights should be there. Cafeterias should be, these are things that you don't have to give to the workers as some type of, we're gonna move your work, but we're gonna give you LED lights. All of the numbers, and much has been said, so I'll say this real quick because, and I wanna thank you, Rhonda, for continuing to say this, the numbers were from October. Why from October? Why, why just one set of numbers that all of a sudden is sending a community into chaos? And the last time I seen chaos like this, it was on a ship called the Titanic. <laughs> and what happened, one of the things that happened with the Titanic is that they were not paying attention to the conditions that were in front of them. And what was reported is that they started to move the ship too quick for the conditions that were in front of them. I say go back to Washington and let them know they're moving this ship too quick for the conditions that are in front of them. And I know my time is up so you'll call me, but on the Titanic when things started going down, They really didn't improve the Titanic. They made a lot of promises to the people who got on the Titanic that it was safe. Same like I hear about don't worry, your jobs are safe. But when the Titanic started going down, all they did was reshuffle the deck. And what we just heard here tonight was just a reshuffling of the deck.
21: Hello, my name is Alicia Hamilton, and I'm not originally from Buffalo. I moved up here to be with my lovely fiance. And I just want to say I my first job was a paper carrier and newspapers mail. They have relations to each other. I got up at 2 a.m. every morning to deliver the papers. It was my very first job. You're taking the very first job away from college students, away from people that are just trying to put their best foot forward. And I'm not f- originally from here, but I'm gonna fight for it anyway.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank
13: you. Hello, um, I'm Seth Edge. I'm a steward out of uh, Central Park. are right I'm not much of a public speaker, so I'll keep it short. But um, as far as transparency, no one in my office knew, like, compared to the public, that this was going on until I spread the word, of, like, like last week ago, put up notices. No one knew. Management didn't say anything. There was no stand-up talks, no informative posts, nothing. No one knew about it. So I had to make sure everyone did. But it's, it's like they just don't want us to know. But um, as one of the just last gentlemen said, they took one month of data from October and then made this decision in January, early January, to roll this out. Meanwhile, it's taken them 40 years to finally get us a vehicle with airbags. <laughs> just, just, just saying. Thank you, Buffalo. Thank you.
24: Right. <clears> Thank <throat> Excuse me. Uh, Tim Delano, retired mail handler. Uh, yeah. I have a question I don't think anybody's touched on. Once all these operations are moved out of William Street, what are the plans for the building? I mean, is it going to sit vacant? Are you going to keep a skeleton crew? Or is the ultimate plan to start closing down branches, Cheektawaga, West Seneca, Tatawanda, Amherst, and centralize those operations on William Street? And if that is the plan,
23: would you tell anybody? Yeah.
5: Yeah. Thank you for your comment.
25: My name is Jazz Brissach. I'm the organizing director for Workers United Upstate New York and Vermont. Um, I'm here with a lot of folks who voted in the first Starbucks union elections in the country. Um, at Elmwood, at Genesee, at Camp Road. And we had to vote by mail ballot. Um, and we had so many obstacles to overcome, from Starbucks union busting, from um, you know, them bringing in 200 managers. We also had to deal with al- an already overloaded postal system and postal delays. If we'd had to deal with even more cuts and more delays, who knows what would have happened. In fact, we just had a union election by mail last, the last couple of weeks, um, where delays cost us the ballots and ultimately cost us the election. Um, So this is an issue that affects not just our comrades and the postal workers unions, but also all of labor, because this could affect all of our elections. Thank you.
26: you. Uh, My name is Hector Martinez, Williamsville Post Office. Uh, I apologize for my accent, my English is not very good looking. It is my second language, so I will speak for the silent, so those silent people that cannot speak. Um, it is hard when you are not getting your letters. Like Christmas 2022, Buffalo. Christmas was on Sunday. People will get their package on um, on that Saturday, right? That's Christmas 2022. Christmas 2023 came a few months ago. Christmas was on Monday. People, people came on Friday. They wouldn't get their package till um, Tuesday. That's four days delayed. Um, our biggest strength, people think, like, is uh, that we charge less for what we do. No, our biggest strength is like we serve 100% of the American population. We don't, serve, we don't serve 20% of some customer that asks for a package somewhere. We serve, we serve 100%. Everyone in the U.S. is our customer. And back in 1998, when I was in basic training, sometimes the only thing that keeps you going is that letter that you get. That single letter that you get. Sorry.
15: My name is Dolores Stefanacci. Uh, I don't work for the post office, but my husband is a union man and I have two family members who work for the post office. Now, uh, I think it was said before about medicine coming through the post office. Now, driving from Rochester through on that throughway in the winter months is really, really bad. Now, if you need that medicine, I have a, a, a niece who has MS and her medicine comes in from chicago through the mail that's one thing the mail then the other comment i want to make is about arriving on time now since the paper newspaper moved i don't know how your paper gets to you but ours one day it comes on time the next day it doesn't come never comes two days in a row on time and sometimes my husband has to call it in can so I mean, by the time we get it, we already got the news on TV, you know? So that's another reason for timing. Thank you for listening.
27: Hi, my name is Melissa. Um, I feel like I'm sort of the unofficial representative of the non postal workers here. Um, so I'm going to speak purely on just quick bullet points that I heard as a postal customer. First of all, I will say that I have always defended the post office, even with technology and everything and people when they complain that the post, you know, postal rates and stamps are going up again, I've always defended it saying, you know, don't you wish that your cable bill went up two cents at a time. So, you know, I'm, I'm backing you that way. But um, from purely a customer standpoint, I just wanted to say that um, kind of piggybacking I remember in Pridgen that this $17 million um, for an organization that claims to be losing money, I just have to ask, where is that money coming from? I mean, it's great that it benefits the postal workers or the cosmetic improvements, but I literally don't know where it's being pulled from. So that's my question, um, That um, and then kind of similar to that, that it it's seemingly benefiting the Infrastructure, rather than getting out to the customers and helping improve service, and um, boy, she just beat me to it about the Buffalo News because that's my next question. You know, there's just uh, the service has just completely fallen off. Um, You, I I don't mind offshore representatives, but I can't even get anyone locally to answer my question. Uh, They don't even know which paper I'm calling from until I identify it. So. Um, I just, from a customer standpoint, I, I don't see a plus here. So, thank you for your time.
24: Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Anthony Marchioni, a president and partner at a company called CompuMail in Grand Island. As a local business owner in Buffalo, thank you. as a local business owner in Buffalo, we rely heavily on the William Street Post Office for efficient and timely mail services. The proposed changes to this facility have prompted me to voice the concerns on behalf of the 104 employees at CompuMail. This will significantly impact the business operations and our community on a whole. Our business utilizes the Post Office daily for sending and receiving plenty of local mail. This mail is Medicare-related, insurance-related, health-related, banking-related, and any delays or reductions in service will disrupt the operations of required mail that needs to be in people's hands. This leads to a loss in trust from our customers and the financial stability of the company. Many residents and businesses in Buffalo depend on the William Street Post Office for essential services. It is not just a mailing facility, but a lifeline to our community and their communication needs. The post office is an integral part of our local economy. Changes that lead to reduced services will result in job losses and increases in businesses like mine, which would be detrimental for our area's economic health The quality of service that we receive from the the William Street Postal Service employees is absolutely commendable. Any Any proposed changes should strive to maintain or improve this standard rather than compromise it. While I understand the need for operational changes, I urge the United States Postal Service to reconsider solutions that will affect our area and Buffalo businesses and residents engage with the local community find mutual beneficial solutions is more critical than listening to some of the things that we said here today. I appreciate the opportunity to share my perspective.
19: Hi, my name is Ruth Mooney and I'm also from CompuMail on Grand Island. I'm also the industry co-chair for the Buffalo Postal Customer Council. The post office is our most important partner in what we do as a mail service provider we generate millions of pieces of mail every year and it all goes through the william street post office or is credited to the william street post office we are very concerned that our destinating mail for scf 140 never have to leave scf 140 to be delivered thank you
0: Hello, my name is Courtney Fallon I'm from La Seneca uh, what will be the environmental impact of moving mail from Buffalo to Rochester and back why is there data provide why has there been no data provided and how this will purportedly save money you're claiming it will save money how pre-career employees are generally hoping to become career employees so those lost jobs aren't arbitrary Two days delivery time for local mail is a joke. In 1995, a letter took four days to travel between Buffalo, New York and Reno, Nevada. I've been to over 40 countries, and one of the most outstanding elements of this country that makes me proud to be an American is the United States Postal Service. In other countries, the postal services are unreliable. You face delays. It's chaotic. It's a nightmare. The USPS is better. And where is the effort to end the burden the United States Postal Service faces in the unreasonable requirement to fund pensions decades in advance, unlike any other business or any other part of our government?
28: Good evening. My name is Kenny Montgomery. I'm the National Association of Letter Carriers president in Rochester, New York. I'm here tonight to support the letter carriers, the clerks, the mail handlers, and the community in Buffalo, New York. I've been a postal worker for 36 years, and I've seen this type of thing before many, many times. And the Postal Service always does the same thing. If it doesn't work, do it on a grander scale. Make it bigger. They tried this in Rochester, New York a couple of years ago, a number of years ago, by working Syracuse's mail. It failed miserably. What makes you think Buffalo's any different? <laughs> I saw a lot of plans tonight of what you plan to do at a Buffalo facility. What are you going to do in Rochester? How are the Rochester clerks and mail handlers supposed to work this extra mail so that the good people in Buffalo don't have their services interrupted? <laughs> Are we going to get updated bathrooms and LED lighting, too? It only seems fair. We're getting the extra work. We should get the extra infrastructure as well. I don't see any plans. I know Frank talked a little while ago about, about you know, disingenuine comments. I can't stand the word pre-career. It's non-career. Let's just say it the way it is. Call it what it is. It's non-career people. These are people with jobs who are putting the money in your pocket. They're making your salary for you. They're doing the work. You call them pre-career. They're still people and they pay bills, they pay taxes here in Buffalo, and they're just as important as the rest of us. Non- they're disingenuous. A uh, lady asked a little while ago, why Rochester? And the answer was because that's where the plane lands. <laughs> Good answer. Except for the fact that Louis DeJoy has made it no secret he is taking the mail off of planes and putting it on trucks. Don't trucks come to Buffalo? Don't trucks leave Buffalo? This whole process has been disingenuous from the very beginning. They have their plans in place and nothing you or I say about it is going to change their minds. Okay? I, like I said, I've seen this many times before, if it don't work, we'll do it bigger. And that's what the Postal Service is doing.
5: Thank you. Thank you. Hi,
6: I'm Carolyn. I'm not great at public speaking, but I'm here anyways. Uh, <laughs> I actually live over in Lovejoy and Williams actually the post office I go to whenever I need to ship anything. So this directly affects me because that's my main post office I go to. But a second thing is I'm a security manager at a facility way bigger than the post office. I know for a fact because it takes me like an hour to walk my facility. Uh, and during that time for the last five years I oversee Two renovations a year where I see people actually go in, tear out actual doors out of concrete bricks, put in doors in just a few days. There's no reason to say that this will help renovate a facility. You can do it with proper planning. I see it happen twice a year, every year. No reason behind it. Second thing is, this is the second largest city in the state. Canada's right there. We ship out to Canada. We ship out down south. There's no reason to send it to Rochester and delay it even further. And that's it. Thanks.
29: Hi, I'm Tammy. I am of a wife of an employee here at the United States Postal Service. I'm also a customer. I have medication that comes in for myself. I have medical equipment for my son that comes in. That's very important. If it's not on time, it will throw everything off. And as an employee of myself, a worker, my medication, if it doesn't come in, I cannot function. So if I can't function, I can't work. And therefore, it will affect my family and my students, as I am a teacher in the Buffalo School District. And they will not be able to have a teacher at their classroom so it's amazing how a circle or a stone thrown a piece of water could affect many ripples and as a change there will be many ripples that will be affected that aren't even thought of in this room today my second point is because I'm a wife of an employee the contract says he cannot have to relocate more than 50 miles. It is 77 miles to Rochester. So how is he not going to get laid off? How is he going to keep his job? I am 54 years old, and I'm ready to retire in the next five years. I don't want to relocate. I have a son in high school who's a sophomore. Yes, I started late in life, but (laughs) (laughs) I have a daughter who's a senior and would like to go to Buffalo State College, who's going to start next year. How are we supposed to function as a family, plan as a family, and continue if his job is threatened? That's all i got to say. Thank you. you
24: I'm Paul Smagniak from Chickawaga, New York. I just have one thing. I had a letter that was mailed on February 6th. It was postmarked in Rochester on February 10th. I received it on February 16th. The letter was mailed in Bonesville, New York. That's all I want to say. Thank you. you.
30: Hi everyone. My name is Azar and currently I'm working at a uh, Chickawaga Post office. So first I want to share my story before you transfer this stuff to Rochester. I sent a certified mail to Erie County um, SNAP Center it got lost. They said it got lost. I called the uh, contact the customer service, but it got retrieved by one of my supervisors from Central Park because it somehow got messed up. So my question is without fixing this stuff, how you guys think that you guys are gonna move to Rochester? You know, and when you have this kind of um, this you know disorientation going on. So you guys have to make things right first then you guys can go ahead and think for the future this is 2024 this is this is my story because I am working at the post office people's stories are different we work at the customer service every time people's coming in where is my package we don't have answer what how what how can i fix it how can we fix it think about that now next thing is, if it's weather like really bad, what's gonna happen? How the peoples at the Western New York are gonna get their medication? Did you guys think about that? Like if it's like ban over the highways, how are you guys gonna move this, uh, the medication? <laughs> because some of the people, some of the seniors we have, they need this medication every single day. Did you guys think about it? No. Next thing is, about us, the workers. Some of us, we just got converted as a regular. We haven't got the six years yet. Some of them, we haven't got three months yet. So now, why, after working two and a half years, we have to think that our job's going to be sacked? We're going to be sacked. Why? Why we have to go home and tell our family that I don't know what's going to happen next? Who's going to answer this? So, you guys have to think about this because I'm getting a. I'm so. I'm have to. There's a PDI going on against me for being at the picket, and I call it sick leave because I'm mentally sick. I am sick because of you guys. (laughs) So, fix this.
22: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Abdul. I'm Sarbus Associates uh, South Side. I'd like to say something else. Everybody was talking about letter, mail, and other stuff. I'm going to tell you a little story. In 2013, I moved from Bangladesh. It's a far away from here. I struggled there. That's why, you know, that why immigrants came here, you know better than me. But the financial securities are there like, like in a better life. So my dream starts from Bangladesh, and I moved here. I moved in New York City. It's a linkhole journey. Then I moved New York City to here for a better life. I started my life. I got mortgage, I have three kids. Kids go to school. Many of our country people also working for the Postal Service, they have family. They want, we had a dream like, you know, to give our kids a better school education. Many of our like, you know, kids, they are going better school here, like in Buffalo region. I cannot live in Williamsville, unfortunately. So my, I set like you know, my goal, my dream here, to build up a career my life, to support my family. And I converted roughly six months ago. I'm more way bottom like of the seniority list. If I need to move 50 miles or 70 miles, you know, I run a lot from Bangladesh to here. I'm really tired. Please do not, (laughs) please do not play with me. I'm really tired. I'm begging. Another thing. The projection says, they are present planning, they are saving roughly 2.5 million. But where, from the Buffalo PNDC or somewhere else? If Buffalo P&DC, you want to save this mon- money for who? You are cutting down our jobs. The world, they are creating more jobs for the people, but everyday people are growing up, right, population? So we need more jobs, not cut down jobs. Please think about it, I'm sorry, think about twice, three times. Rather than cut down our jobs, create more jobs here. We are standing for that. I'm giving you, for example, the story is like, you know, why you making the decision. In our word, it says, like, in our country, there is a, like, word, I'm just explaining it a little different way. I'm going to kill your horse, and I'll give you shoes. That's how you are doing now. Please do not do that. I like, you know, prepare my own food plate, bread and butter. Please do not take away from me. Thank you, sir. Thank you. We have
18: 15
5: minutes left. We want
22: to make sure we get as many people to speak as possible. So we have 15 minutes
5: left.
3: Thank you.
18: Hello, Rhonda. Mike Costanza here. Uh, I was 38 years at the GPO. Uh, I was a former union steward and union officer, APWU. A lot of people here, I know them and they're they're friends, and uh, it's nice to see them. I just want to say that um, when I retired, one of the things I retired 12 years ago, I started to collect hockey cards, trading cards. I get a lot of them from Canada and Quebec uh, and Ontario. And I always assumed, I don't know what the logistics are currently, but I always assumed that most of that mail came across the Peace Bridge to Buffalo, and it got sorted. I always felt I got good service because I was close to the border and the Peace Bridge. And um, apparently what you want to do, if I understand it correctly, is send all that mail to Rochester to be sorted there, and then you're gonna put it on a truck and drive it back to me. And when Borea Salming died, for instance, at the Toronto (laughs) Maple Leafs, don't boo, I, uh, I bought his card. OK, so the next every time a Hall of Famer dies, I get their card. So the next Hall of Famer that dies, that poor guy, his card's going to go all the way to Rochester <laughs> and, and then come back. And, and I don't understand, it's counterintuitive, I don't understand how that's going to increase my access to the postal service by sending it 60 miles away and driving it back. it it just doesn't make any sense to me. And um, I know Louis DeJoy is a big mega donor politically, but maybe he's just not a hockey fan. I I don't know, but but that's it. Thank you.
31: Hi, my name is Renee Wilson. My son is a a postal um, carrier. I want to tell you that I've been in public education for 21 years as an elected person. Never in my life have I seen something like this go on. It's embarrassing. This service that's given to the public is what the public deserves. Just like Frank said, and I know Frank from my son. My son is Russell Wilson. Um, I wanna say that they're entitled to it. I'm entitled to it. I'm a community member and a taxpayer, and how dare you think you can take one of my liberties away. The way, you, the way you want to transport the mail. I also think it's sad that we sat here and we come up here and we give you our name and those people are all sitting at that table without an introduction. Without an introduction, which is very rude. I'm gonna tell you a story. These people that work, whether they're in a plant or they're on foot, they work hard every single day. That boy gets up at 6 o'clock in the morning and goes out, pouring rain, driving snow, risking their lives to get the mail to everybody, you people included, wherever you live. So when you're going to sit here and say this, who's making the money that you think you're saving at your post office? DeJoy. Pad the pockets of the man who's in Donald Trump's pocket. All right? We know it's true. So I'm going to tell you a story about my son, and I'll go quick for you because I know we have your 15 minutes. So this is what I'm going to tell you, okay? This is the kind of people that are out there working. He's on a route that he's working in not the best of neighborhoods, okay, where really nowadays there aren't any, but he delivers to an elderly woman who's very sickly and has trouble walking. He doesn't tell me this right off the bat, but she befriends my son and he walks her mail to her in her house to the side door so she can take it from him and doesn't have to walk. His heart breaks because she has no family. He invites her for Christmas dinner at our house, okay, okay? You can roll your eyes, I just saw you. I saw you. I saw you. He invites her for Christmas dinner. She says, Russell, I would love to come, but there's supposed to be a snowstorm, and I don't want you to get stuck. Do you know what that boy did? He went and bought her flowers. He bought her, I don't know how many containers of Panera soup, because he was worried she wouldn't have anything to eat, and he took her a Christmas present. That's your USPS on William Street on William Street. These are the people that make their, they earn their living. Think about that when you think you're gonna save money. Thank you.
6: Okay, amen to that. And also, uh, I think it's pretty lame that you're cutting people off. And I just wanted to say one quick thing to keep in mind, if Buffalo Mail is moved to Rochester and they are for some odd reason experiencing short staffing issues, whose mail do you think they'll push out first, ours or Rochester? That's all.
31: My name is Kathy Sutter. Um, I'm from Alden, New York. I don't represent anybody but me. <laughs> um, I just You're welcome. I'm glad to be here. I just want to say, you know, we talk about these numbers and we're gonna cut costs here and we're gonna cut costs there. That isn't what it's about. It's about my grandson's birthday present getting there on time. It's about Valentine's Day cards and Christmas cards, and yes, I still send a hundred Christmas cards. It's a very personal thing that you do, and when we improve the personal service over saving the money, then the post office is not gonna have to raise the cost of stamps, because what you people do is a miracle. Thank you.
32: Good evening, my name is Austin Morgan, a proud Western New York Union member. Western New Yorkers, we are being told to reject the evidence of our eyes and ears. DeJoy's Ministry of Truth is telling us that if they ship the mail out of town, it'll get here faster. It is an outrageous lie. USPS, my entire lifetime, has been telling us that its decisions to reduce size and cut costs Cut down physical footprints are all a necessary evil. They're a painful cost-cutting measure required to adapt to the changing landscape of mail delivery. One problem, it doesn't cut costs. In 2015, the USPS spent $130 million on increased transportation costs as the result of closing dozens of facilities across the United States. It reported a net savings in labor, of $64 million, meaning it spent an extra $66 million that year due to the consolidation. From customers to carriers, Western New York's people, its working people, deserve better. I'm a resident of Cattaraugus County. The zip codes affected by your plan here today stretch from the shores of Lake Ontario down to the PA border, and yet you hold one public meeting. One meeting in Erie County. Tell DeJoy his plan's a disaster and his days are numbered. (laughs)
16: I'm uh, Glenn, I'm a member of uh, IACC Local 10, uh, Stage Hands in Buffalo, and uh, 52 uh, Studio Mechanics. And uh, I just want to call this what it is. It's, it's union busted in, in an effort to, to privatize the Postal Service. And it's the privatize, it's, it want, You guys want to make it less effective so that people will lose trust in the post office, stop using the post office, and then DeJoy can pick up all the customers that stop using the post office. So, it's nothing but an a union busting and an attempt to privatize the post office. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, so Thank
33: you um, hello, my name is Jungmin Kim. I usually go by Minnie Kim because folks have a hard time with Jungmin much of the time. I'm here as a USPS customer in solidarity with all USPS workers here in Buffalo and Rochester and across the country has been mentioned by many individuals already, this is an illogical step to take moving things to Rochester because it will just make things take longer. And as others have already commented also, this is deliberate to make people lose faith in the public services offered by the USPS, to make people look elsewhere for more expensive privately owned corporate services. And so the struggle here, as shown by the solidarity from the gentleman from Rochester, is not between Buffalo and Rochester. It is between people who care about people, people who believe in public services as part of democracy, versus people like DeJoy, who want to privatize all of the great things that make this country wonderful.
34: Uh, my name is Michael. My dad's a retired postal worker. Um, I just want to be able to say something real quick. I'm sure everyone said about a lot of the same stuff already, maybe you've said it already. but um, Something that really bothers me whenever I hear something about the post office, uh, something that's going around is the post office loses money. The post office loses money. The post office is done by Congress. Um, I just want to read real fast. US, 39 U.S. Code 101, Postal Policy. The United States Postal Service shall be operated by a ba- as a basic and fundamental service provided to the people by the government of the United States, authorized by the Constitution, created by Act of Congress, and supported by the people. This is not something about making money for the United States as a business. This is providing service that everybody needs, yeah. that we all depend on. We've all gotten packages from UPS, we've all gotten packages from FedEx, from Amazon. And you know, unless something's extremely local, what one delivers the best? I'm telling you, it's the US Post Office. Unless it's, unless it's Amazon's got a, a delivery place right next to your house or something that they can get to, but why don't you look at that? They have something close by, and we're moving something an hour away, 60 miles away, and saying this is gonna be more efficient. That's not more efficient. If you have a storm, if you have even a, a blizzard or something on the throughway, you're putting people in danger by driving and driving 60 miles each way, 120 miles, just to get stuff delivered to each spot. So I, even even a kindergartner could say, if you ask them, hey, would you rather walk 60 miles that way and then 60 miles back to hand me a letter? Or would you say, hey, here's a letter for you, you're right here in Buffalo, and hand it to you? So anyway, that's about it. Thank you.
4: Here. We uh, have time for about two more
3: speakers.
2: All right. Uh, my name is Andrew Rajarski. I'm a Chittawaga resident. And uh, I just want to say, I used to be stationed in Fort Lewis in Seattle, Washington. I, I sent a letter on Sunday, and my wife received it on Wednesday. That's how quick the service was back then. Now, my sister mailed me a, uh, a birthday card, OK? She mailed it on uh, Saturday, uh, Sunday, I think, and she called me Thursday if I received my uh, my birthday card, and I go, no, not yet. Uh, I look and finally comes in on Saturday, and I look at the postmark, and guess where it was from? Thank you.
35: Thank you Hi, my name is uh, Kirk Clear. I'm currently a employee down at 1,200. Now, a lot of people have talked about, you know, just this whole process. If you look historically, the United States Postal Service always ranked the highest among all the government offices that people trust, people rely on. And the way you repay that trust is to basically try to have a hidden meeting. Gee, how can we let all the people know about this? How about you could have mailed every single person something saying, hey, we value you, you are our customers, not just corporations, you are, we value your input and we want you to be here. That one gentleman from Cattaraugus says, there's just talked about how wide of an area we cover and this is all we have. And don't forget, this originally was gonna be in some basement room downtown at the friggin' library before it got changed to here. This has all been about hiding from the public what everybody plans on doing. And everybody should know this. Everybody should be getting something in their mail saying what these plans are and how it's going to affect them. Yep. This is, well, I'm going to try and keep my language clean. So I'm just going to walk away. Thank you. Thank you for your comment. All
34: right, sorry, I forgot to answer. I'm going to say one more thing. Um, just real quick, as a quick question, how much did you say this was going to uh, supposedly save by doing this? So less than three million basically? So I know, right, yeah, and spending a lot with it. I know that everybody hates when stamps go up in cost, um, but the US Postal Service, as of 2021, delivered 128.8 billion pieces of mail. If you raised postage by one cent that's eight billion dollars. That's a lot more than three million. Yeah! Thank
3: you. Thank you, for your comments. thank you for your comments tonight on behalf of the USPS. I thank you again for being present and sharing your feedback. We are excited about the work underway to modernize the nation's
5: aging postal network. Thank you! the nation, this concludes our public
13: meeting.